Good morning. Good morning. Um, my name is Ashley, Ashley Sharp, and I'll be teaching class this morning. We'll be doing some yoga, maybe about an hour of yoga, and then we'll do about a half hour of meditation, and then I have a talk for us. It's the general lay of the morning. Um, I wonder who's new. I feel like I, was, I met a bunch of new, new to this class. People, welcome, 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 welcome. Um, if you could, everybody turn to your neighbor, introduce or reintroduce yourself. Okay. Now you know the people around you. Fairly friendly people, right? Everybody came to yoga and meditation. What? Yes. (laughs) So our topic this week is wisdom. Oh, and this door is open. If any of you close to the door want it closed, any okay. Well, if you do, you're welcome to close it. If you want to open more doors, you could do that too. It's such nice weather, right? Yeah. Okay, wisdom. I'm wondering if any of you has some uh, wisdom that you could share. Is that too much pressure? First thing, is there any wisdom in your heart this morning? Uh, maybe how to practice yoga in a skillful way. or uh, Maybe I don't need to ask because you came here and that was wise enough to actually show up in this room. Anybody? Wisdom? It's all up to me. Oh, no. Yeah, you've got one. Tell us your name. Christina. Ah, oh, breathe. That's good. It's nice to remember to breathe. That's very good. Yeah, Carol. Be present. Be present. Oh, that's a nice one, too. That's how you can figure out what needs to happen most easily if you're present to what's happening. <laughs> yeah, what do you have for us? Tell us your name, too. One. Live in gratitude. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Huh. Yeah, what do you have for us? Um, yeah, don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. That is an excellent piece of wisdom. Could you elaborate on that more? Do you have more for us on that? Well, I think if you take it personally, then you make it self. No uh, self, no problem. Ah, okay. We can go home now. <laughs> Live in gratitude. Don't take it personally. Breathe. <laughs> Be present. 
That's good. All right, so let's have an official beginning, which all that means is we're going to take a pause before there's any more talking and moving. So find a posture. It doesn't have to be a fancy posture, just whatever posture your body is taking. And you'll take a breath in that posture. And then even with your eyes closed, you can do this with your eyes closed or open. That would be your choice. But even with your eyes closed, you can notice that you're in this space. It's quite a large space. And uh, the birds. And the space above you, the space around you, the people that have arrived. So we have entered into a yoga practice, a meditation practice. We've entered into sacred space, so I'm welcoming all of you here with whatever your heart holds this morning, grief or anxiety or sleepiness or depression or joy or gratitude. Just welcome all of you here. We all are carrying our lives with us, so I'd like to welcome you and your life here. You'll take a big breath. So may this practice period this morning, may it support you to your highest good so that when you leave, there's more resiliency and capacity. And then to remind all of us that we are not uh, in this thing, in this world, in this thing we call life alone, that we are all part of a broader community. So may this practice support you so that you may um, be present be wise, be compassionate for the broader community, your family, friends, co-workers. And take another breath. Let's bring the hands to touch. And you can feel your hands touching, so feel the temperature of your hands. We'll chant the sound Om. Om is from the Hindu tradition. It's an ancient sound. Uh, And like all sounds, it has a vibration. And I'd like you in particular to feel the vibration in your chest or your throat or your jaw, wherever you feel it around you. So as we make the sound Om, you can sense that vibration. Inhale. Tuck the chin, bring the hands up to the forehead. And here we have a gesture of reverence, bowing. Let the head drop and the hands are up by the forehead, palms touching. This gesture of reverence for the great capacity of the body and the heart and the mind. But also bowing to the tenderness and vulnerabilities of the body and the heart and the mind. Because we will meet both strength and tenderness, both resiliency and vulnerability. Uh, here in our practice. Take a big breath in and out. And then arms up. Hallelujah. It's Thursday and we're going to do yoga. 
right now. Let your right hand come down and just pull that top arm up a little bit. Turn your nose down towards the floor. And your top fingers up a bit. And you'll take a breath. Okay, then let's come back to center and just let your hands rest down however is comfortable. Again, eyes can be open or closed. Melt your shoulders and take a breath. Bring your hands to namaste. Tuck your chin, hands to your forehead, and take a breath in and out. And then arms come up, hallelujah style. And your uh, left hand will come down, and your right arm stays up. Let your nose turn down a little bit towards the floor. Lots of breathing this morning, oxygenating the whole system. We have the door and the windows open, so we get that fresh springtime air to clear out any clogs in the system, so to speak. All right, come back to center. Let the hands come down. Melt your shoulders. Relax your jaw. And you'll take a breath. And then you'll twist around to the right. Right hand will come behind you. Chin will turn over the back shoulder a little bit. And you'll take a breath here. Noticing whatever you're noticing, inviting yourself into the presence through the body, through the sensation of the body. So we begin to... Uh, invite the mind to rest down into the body, like the body could cradle the mind today. Good, come back to the center. And then you'll just pause here in the center. And you'll twist in the other direction. So to the left, left hand will be behind you, head turns back. And sense the twist here. If you have any tender spots, know that you're in the right place at the right time. We're going to stretch out and strengthen, make these healthy, wholesome choices out of wisdom and care. All right, come back to the center, and you'll take a pause. Hmm. And then move your jaw around like you are doing slow motion, big Chews, big bites, like so motion, moving that jaw, like so. And then take another big breath. Okay. Um, I'd like you to come onto your hands and knees, and um, under your knees, you'll either have the square cushion or a blanket. So you have some cushion between your knee and the floor. You come on the hands and knees. Okay. And then once you're on your hands and knees, take your left hand and turn the fingers on the left hand out to the side. Yeah, just like so. So I'm going to give lots of choices, and there's going to be a point where you stop accepting the invitations, if that makes any sense. I'm going to keep giving all the way up to and including levitation. So we'll see how that goes. You just choose where to stop. So you could stay here, or the next choice is to take that hand with the fingers turning back towards the knee. Okay, are you ready for the next optional option? Uh Bend the elbow. 
I say that with a question mark. What? The elbow with the fingers turned back. Yeah. All right. And then here's another one. Lean back an inch or two. Oh, oh. I told you I was going to give you impossible choices. Big breath. That's not impossible, right? Okay, and then let the hand come back to facing forward. And then you'll take your left hand, fingers out to the side. Mm -hmm. Take a breath there. Okay. And then, um, yeah, the fingers maybe turn back towards your knee on that same hand. This is your not texting hand, right? (laughs) All right, and then maybe the elbow bends. On that left hand. Maybe you shift your weight back a little bit. Uh If you uh, feel that you're resisting the sensation, if the sensation is so strong that you're pushing it away, then you've gone too far in the optional options. You can always come back next week. I'm planning to be here. Yeah? All right, let the hand come around to the front. And then take, again, the right hand and turn the hand um, palm up with the fingers towards the knee. And just a little teeny bit of pressure, not a lot here. Um, Not a lot of weight, just to get the wrist going in the other direction. Okay, flip it back over and try the left hand, fingers turning back, just for a little wrist stretch. Uh Big breath. Okay, and then come back. Bring your knees together. Oh, it's going to be a special morning, I can tell. Bring your knees together. Bring your ankles together. Curl your toes under. This one's called toe torment. Walk your hands back to your knees. Maybe you can get your shoulders over your hips. I told you there's lots of choices. So if your body's not amiable to that, I'd like you to keep your toe. So if you need to keep forward, that's fine. Uh Big breath wherever you are. And if for some reason this is easy for your toes, because you have very flexible toes, you can pull your inner ankles towards each other. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not kidding by leaning forward if you need to, because I don't want you to break your toe off. One more breath. Okay, and then come off those poor little things. And then take both arms forward for a half dog, puppy dog. Both arms forward, your hips are high, your head's low. And you'll take a couple of breaths here. Those armpits opened up nice and wide, the hips pulling back. If possible, your arms straight or straight-ish. You might inch them forward a little bit. Um, And your head's dropped. And you'll take a breath. Okay, let's come back up to hands and knees. Take your right leg out behind you, parallel to the floor. And then lift up through the chest. Um, Exhale, bring the knee into the nose, round your back. Inhale, extend the leg and lift your gaze forward. Exhale, pull the navel in, knee and nose come towards each other. Inhale, extend the leg and the chest forward. Do one more of those. Mm -hmm. 
And then um, here with the leg, that right leg out behind you, you can stay there. Or another option is to take your left arm forward, which I'm not going to do, but maybe you're going to do. Lift up through your chest, whether you have your left arm forward or not, and reach beyond your back leg behind you. So reach beyond that back leg. And maybe if your left arm is up, reach beyond the left arm. Good. Bring the hand, if it's there, down and the leg down. Take your left leg out behind you, parallel to the floor. Exhale, knee to nose, curving in. Inhale, extend out. Exhale, knee to nose. Inhale, extend. How about two more at your own pace? Moving meditation. And then our yoga party will meet with that leg out behind you, and you can stay there or maybe take your right arm out too. I'm not doing the arm lift today, but maybe you are. Uh, Reach beyond that back leg. Lift your chest up a little bit. Uh, Keep your neck in line with your spine so your head is not hanging. The neck and head are in line with the rest of the spine. All right, if the hand is out, it comes down and the knee comes down. Curl your toes under and shift back towards child's pose, but you won't get there because your toes are curled under. Your back is rounded. And you'll take a breath. Notice the posture that your body's in, the shape that your body's in. Okay, let's come back up to hands and knees. And then step your hands one handprint further forward. Mm -hmm. Shift forward a little bit, start to bend the elbows. And then shift back. This will be your pattern, shifting forward. Elbows might bend a little bit or a lot. And then shifting back. Just at your own pace, you'll take some time going back and forth, exploring weight bearing on the upper body. It's like a little mini or maybe full push-up. Just back and forth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good. And then our yoga party will meet in child's pose. So the hips go back and the head will come down. Ah. Can you relax your elbows here? And take a big breath. Okay, it's time to come all the way up to standing. I'm not going to give you instructions on how to stand up. You can manage that. You get a block for me. And then once you get up to standing, um, you're going to take your block and put it between your thighs. Hmm. I forgot to get me a block. I told all of you to get a block. Give me a block. All right, so you've got the block between your thighs. This is going to be, um, from now on, known as your block's home away from home. One or two. Just one. <laughs> two. 
So the block is between your thighs, and you're gazing forward. Arms are down by your sides. And your feet are close enough together that you can do some block squeezing. I was hoping to collect some block juice (laughs) today. Okay. And then let's move with our breath. Inhale, arms up. Stay standing, exhale, arms down, squeeze the block. Inhale, arms up. And then on the way down, squeeze the block, like it was your life purpose. This will be strengthening. One more time, inhale, arms up. Do keep your glutes, your behind muscles engaged. Exhale, arms down. Uh Both shoulders up, inhale, breathe out your mouth. Still block squeezing. Inhale, arms up. And then right arm, exhale down, look down. Pause here for a moment. Pull that top arm up and let your bottom arm dangle. Okay, inhale, bottom arm up. Exhale, left arm down, look down. Let the bottom arm dangle. Reach that top arm up. Mm, Inhale, bottom arm up. Stay standing, exhale, squeeze the block, arms down. Shoulders up, inhale, breathe out your mouth. Keep your glutes engaged, inhale, both arms up. Exhale, right arm down. Legs active, inhale, right arm up. Exhale, left arm down. Inhale, arm up. Interlace the fingers, bring the hands down, squeeze the block, turn your wrist. Squeezing the block, I mentioned that, didn't I? Other way with that rotation. Release the arms. Shoulders up, inhale, breathe out your mouth. You might need to adjust your feet a little bit so you can get the block nice and engaged, the legs engaged. Inhale, both arms up and right arm down. Legs active, glutes active. Inhale, arm up. Exhale, arm down. Inhale, up. This time, have the arms hallelujah style. Squeeze the block. Lift your belly, so pull the belly in. Engage your glute muscles, that's your behind, and then lift the chest, lift the gaze, lift the chest, lift the gaze, legs active, lots of breathing, and then open the arms, soften your knees, so knees bend a little bit, but keep squeezing the block, and forward fold, down you go, keep squeezing the block, hopefully the block doesn't poke you too far, it's poking out the back more than the front, knees are bent, you've got that block, Pull the belly, the low belly, up towards the back body, towards the spine. Drop your head. Okay, here's your challenge. Can you get into downward dog without laying your egg, without losing your block? It's gonna, nobody said it had to be graceful. This is like a funny little shift into downward dog. Okay. And then shift forward to plank pose like you were going to do a push-up. Keep that block. Uh-huh. 
And that's how far apart the hands and feet should be, front to back. So like, yeah, okay, keep your feet where they are. Take your hips back. You might need to bend your knees, but you go up into downward dog. Hips back, knees might need to bend, but the armpits open wide. Yes. Now we're going to go back and forth. Exhale forward to plank pose. Squeeze that block. Uh-huh. Inhale, downward dog. Take your butt back. Two more times, back and forth, two more times. And then um, let's have our yoga party meet in plank pose. And we'll pause in plank pose. Uh huh. As if, oh, the turkey noises. We can be. Are they laughing at you? (laughs) They're like, look at those humans in that plank pose. It doesn't look easy. Keep your hips up in your plank. Uh Uh-huh. One, hips up in the plank a little more. Yeah. All right, one more breath. Are you shaking? It's good. It means you're building strength. All right, plop down on your belly. I think the block can come out. Or just, yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. Is the block stuck back there? Can you reach it? (laughs) You squeezed it in. Okay, then walk your hands and elbows forward so you end up in sphinx pose. Do you know this one where you're propped up on your elbows? Uh, And just take a moment here. You might feel a little bit of a back stretch or belly stretch. This turkeys. And then um, some of you might like to turn your head a little bit or drop your head or lift your chin. Let your body lead. Let your body lead. You can't do this wrong. Even if you're doing something different than your neighbor, you're not doing it wrong. I just want you to breathe and sense your body. Maybe move your head. Maybe hold steady. Uh Some of you might like to come up higher. Some of you would like to go lower. And then um, our yoga party could be right now, could be in a few breaths if you're enjoying what you're doing, but our yoga party will meet back in Downward Dog again. Without the block. Sons, without the block. There. Uh, yeah. And then take a little walk in place. Bend first one knee and then the other. Mm-hmm. There's a weight bearing in the upper body. What was that instruction that we had so many good instructions before class to breathe um, and to remember it's not personal? It's so, such a weird thing because it seems like, of course, our body is personal. But it is and it isn't, right? Our body is the infinite expression of the intelligence of the universe or the in- expression of the infinite intelligence of the universe, something like that, right? Our bodies made of earth and water and air. Our bodies made of our breath. Uh, made of the food we eat. Let's walk those hands, uh, walk the feet up to the hands. Have the feet separated as wide as your mat and fold forward. Let yourself hang down here. 
into some sort of stretch. If you have a tender back, you brace yourself up. That's common, right? So one of the, we're talking about wisdom today, and one of the, a synonym for the word wisdom is discernment. Discernment. So if you have a tender back, then you brace yourself out of the stretch. Use your discernment. You might understand that the turkeys are not, in fact, laughing at you. <laughs> Using your discernment. Take a big breath. And then hands will come to the hips and you'll come all the way back up to standing. Let's get the block back in its home away from home. Right between the thighs. Um, I was hoping this way, because if it's this way, it's, yeah, that's not quite what I wanted. Is that what, is that answer your question? Yeah. All right. And the feet are close enough together that you can squeeze your block. Okay. Big breath in. Exhale, bend your knees. Arms come forward. Inhale, stand up. Squeeze the block. Exhale, bend the knees. Arms forward. Your hips go back. Inhale, stand up. Let's try that again. Hips go back as your arms go forward. And this time, knees stay where they are, body stays where they are, where it is. Bring the hands to namaste. Roll the shoulders back. Uh Uh-huh. And then inhale, cactus elbows. So your torso is on a diagonal, but your elbows are coming back a bit. Exhale, hands to namaste. Squeeze the block. Inhale, cactus elbows. Hands to namaste. Squeeze the block. One more time. Inhale, cactus elbows. And squeeze the block, hands together. Let's come up to standing. Hallelujah style. Straighten the legs, arms up. Uh huh. Adjust your feet if needed. Lift up your quadricep muscles, your low belly muscle. Engage your butt. And then lift your chest. Gaze up. Hallelujah. Strong legs. Strong legs under you. Chest is lifting. And exhale, forward fold. Bend your knees on the way down. Drop your head. One breath. Good. Hands to your hips, and you'll come right back up to standing. Let's remove the block. And you'll have your right foot forward and your left foot back. And so the front knee will be bent. The back heel, I'm showing with the back heel off the floor. If balance is tricky, you could have the back heel on the floor. Let your body choose. Arms will come up. Ah. Big breath in. Cactus elbows. Big breath in, arms up. Cactus elbows. Keep pushing your front heel into the mat. One more time. Push that front heel into the mat. Take your arms down. Just your arms. Everything else is the same. Relax your shoulders. Hands will come around behind you. Interlace. Pull those knuckles back. Lift your chest and gaze forward. Keep pushing your front heel into the mat. Arms back. Chest forward. Breathing. 
Okay, one more thing here. Take your hands around in front of you. Palms touch. Maybe your elbows touch. Maybe not. Depends on your shoulder width. Uh And press your hands together. Maybe your elbows together too. Uh, Breathing and pressing hands. Pressing, pressing, pressing. Okay, release just the arms. Step your back foot forward. Shoulders up. Inhale. Breathe out your mouth. Turn your head side to side. Do this kind of slow, like you were saying no to me. Like you're saying, no, I'm not going to do the next yoga pose. Or, oh, how's this? No, I'm not going to have negative self-talk. Let's come to back to center and give me a yes. Yes, I'm going to practice kind compassionate, skillful self-talk. Give a yes. Uh, And then let's step your right leg back. So your front knee is bent, and you can make a choice with the back heel. The back heel can be down or up. You choose. Let your body choose. And the arms are up in the air. Uh Uh-huh. Big breath in. Cactus elbows. Big breath in, cactus elbows. One more time. Okay, now put just your arms down, take your hands around behind, and then switch the interlace so the other index finger and thumb are in front. It's the odd one. I don't know why it feels so odd. Does it feel odd for you too? I don't know why. Pull those knuckles back. Lift your chest. Breathe. Ooh, keep pushing your front foot in the floor, especially if balance is tricky. Um, Practicing skillful self-talk. That's a wise, that's a uh, discerning practice, a wise practice, practicing skillful self-talk. Okay, release just the hands. Arms come around in front. Palms touch. Maybe the elbows touch. Maybe not. Push your hands and elbows together. This will activate your chest muscles. Your pecs will get engaged. Your shoulder blades spread. Active arms. Pressing, pressing, pressing. Uh Uh-huh. One more breath. Release just the hands. Step your back foot forward. Shoulders up. Inhale. Breathe out your mouth. Okay. Block goes back in its block home. Okay. Tushy's engaged. Quadriceps engaged. Low belly lifted. Inhale the arms up. Exhale forward fold. Bend your knees on the way down. Squeeze the block. Get back into downward facing dog, back into this really weird transition, but keep your block. Don't lay an egg. Mm-hmm. Exhale to plank pose and inhale to dog. Back and forth a couple more times, a few more times. And our yoga party is going to meet in that plank pose. 
Uh-huh. Gazes forward, shoulders are over the wrist, so we're meeting in the plank pose. Uh-huh. Push out through your heels without moving your butt. So without lifting your butt, lift the block. Is that possible? It's a yoga riddle. One more breath. And then come all the way down on your belly. You can remove the block. And then once you're down on your stomach, have your uh, hands on the floor with your elbows bent just above your head. So uh, index fingers are touching If I were lying on the floor, this is what my arms would look like, but I'd be on the floor, right? So elbows wide, foreheads down. Mm -hmm. Uh Okay, Uh, foreheads down. So tuck the chin so your forehead's down. And then let's inhale. Lift up the right hand and the head. So inhale, right hand, shoulder, head. And exhale, come down. So the arm will just stay bent. It's just coming up and down in its shape. Inhale up the left arm, head. Good. Exhale, down. Keep going on this. Resist the urge to turn the head to the side. So you're just coming straight up and down. You might not come very far. This is strengthening. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good. Good, and then let's see. Let's have our yoga party meet with both arms and your head up. So lift up with your head and your arms. You might not lift up very high. It might be just an inch. Uh-huh. Tails reaching towards the back of the room. Breathing. This is strengthening all the muscles in the back body. Even if you don't come off the floor, it's the effort, right? It's so healthy to strengthen the muscles in your back body. These are postural muscles to help keep your posture upright and healthy. One more breath. Okay, down you come, and you'll push back into child's pose. Back, back, back. Mm. Is your back stiff after that? Uh And take a pause. Uh What do you notice now? So discernment or wisdom, I would venture to say, you can think about this and see if you think it's true, I'll think about it too. But for discernment and wisdom to arise, we need to be present. We can't respond to what's happening with wisdom and discernment if we don't know what's happening. So what's happening right now? This breath. Can you breathe with kindness? Okay, let's come up and we're going to go back into downward dog. I think there's some foot cramping happening. Let's head up into downward facing dog and see if we can do something about the foot cramping. Uh huh. Let's press, lean into the right heel. So press that right heel down. It might not hit the floor, but keep pressing that right heel down. And take a couple breaths here. Push with your arms to get some weight backwards into that right heel. Uh huh. Big breath. And then let's do the same with the left. So you'll press the left heel down. And you'll take a big breath. Keep pressing that heel inner and outer edge of that heel down so you can get a stretch 
for the calf. You know, your feet go everywhere with you. They take you everywhere. All that weight bearing. Let's walk the uh, feet up to the hands. Mm. Hands to the hips. And come on up to standing. Mm. Arms down by your sides. Relax your wrists. Relax your jaw. Pour your weight into your heels. So wrists relaxed, jaw relaxed. Weight into the heels. Okay, let's get the block back in its home away from home. Ah, okay. Do you remember the block instructions? You're squeezing the block, quadricep muscles are lifting, your butt's engaged. That's a scientific term, your butt. Lift the belly. Uh Uh-huh, arms will come up. This time, bend the elbows, hands are behind the head, fingers interlaced, pull the elbows in. Reactivate your legs. And then begin to lift your chest up, pointing your elbows up towards the ceiling, And your head starts to rest back in your hands. If you can't breathe, you've come too far. So your elbows are um, coming around the sides of your face. And your head could rest back in your hands. And your tushy's engaged. Uh Weight's uh, dropping into your heels. Chest is lifting. Okay, put your head back on its stem. And the hands will come down. You'll remove the block. Step your left foot back. Again, make a choice with the back heel. And then for those of you that feel like you had a lot of Wheaties this morning, you've got a lot of energy, you can go really far. Look how far down you can go. I'm not going to do that, but maybe you will. Okay, hands to namaste. Uh huh. And then turn to the right, arms open out to the sides. And then here, even though your legs are front to back, can you feel how your legs squeeze into the midline? Is that, you can feel that, some of you, a little nod? No, can't feel it. You already practiced saying no, so I think you can say no if it's no. But the sense of the outer hips and the legs squeezing into the midline, nostril hairs blowing in the yoga wind. Ah. All right, hands back to center. Step your back foot forward. Shoulders up, inhale, breathe out your mouth. We're going to do the same leg, left leg back again. Okay, bring your left hand to the inside of the right thigh. Uh And then just see if you can get your hand and thigh to push towards each other. It's like the leg squeezing like this whole leg. It's not going to happen, but as if the whole leg could squeeze over here to this side of the room. Right? All right, hands to namaste. You still doing your legs? It's as if you had the block still between your legs, but your legs are front to back because you can't have the block then because you'll lay your egg. All right, arms up towards the ceiling. Uh-huh. Bring your hands behind your head, thumb on the neck, pinky on the head, elbows in. Uh-huh. Elbows into your face. Are you breathing? Squeeze your legs. 
And then begin to lift your elbows up towards the ceiling, letting your head rest back in your hands. Oh. Lift your chest. Like you had a very friendly, non-harming fish hook in your chest and you're being reeled in by God. Because God lives in the ceiling. (laughs) One more breath. The Buddha told me that. Put your head back on its stem, hands down, step your back foot forward. Oh, Lordy. Turn your wrists. Step your right leg back. And again, you could go way low if you're feeling strong. Hands to Namaste. And we turn to the left, arms out to the sides. And it's as if your whole left thigh could shift to the right side of the room. And as if your whole back leg could shift to the left side. It's not really moving, but the outer hips are hugging in. Hug the midline. Okay, hands back to center, back foot forward. Hmm. Same leg goes back, right leg goes back. Yeah? Or the left foot forward. Bring your right hand to the inside of that left thigh. Push the hand and the thigh towards each other as if your hand were a block and you were squeezing the block. Yeah. Okay. And then arms come up towards the ceiling. I keep knocking people's auras. <laughs> All right. Hands behind the head. Thumb on the neck. Pinky on the head. Elbows in. Are you squeezing your legs? Your imaginary block? Uh-huh. Push the front heel into the floor. Lift the chest. Let the head fall back into the hands. Uh-huh. Push the front foot down. Heads falling back into the hands. Lots of breathing. Ah. Okay, put your head back on its stem. Arms come down back, foot steps forward. Have your feet as wide as the mat and forward fold. Down you go. Hmm. Ah. Forward fold. Uh Feet are as wide as the mat. And take your hands up above your back. Interlace your fingers. And let those wrists come up and over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Let your head drop if you fold it down. If you're staying upright, keep pulling those knuckles back. One more breath. Okay, let's come on up. Arms down by your sides. Ah. You're going to come all the way down on your belly again. All right. And then the hands will be, this time, palms down under your shoulders. So the elbows kind of poke up behind you. Tuck your chin so your forehead's down. Uh Lift up your right leg, make it longer. 
and put it down. Lift up your left leg, make it longer, and put it down. Okay. And then lengthen your tail towards the back of the room. And uh, we'll come up into cobra. So the shoulders will come up and the head comes up. And you might push a little weight into the hands or you might not. Come up as high or not as your back will like. Let your body lead. Uh If you're keeping your head on the floor, that's lovely. You pull the navel into the spine and active legs, everybody. Commit to the shape that you're practicing. And remember that you're practicing yoga for your health, for your well-being. One more breath wherever you are. Okay, and then you'll come down. And let's have you roll onto your left side. And you're going to use your left arm as a pillow. If that doesn't work for your arm or shoulder, you can use a pillow as a pillow. (laughs) And your knees will come forward so you're kind of in a fetal on your side. Yes. And then you'll pick up your top leg. What is your right leg? And see if you can grab the heel with the right hand. If possible, pointing the right knee to the back of the room. Yeah. I'm hoping for you to get a front of the thigh stretch. Is that happening? You've got to get your money's worth. Uh-huh. Keep pointing the knee of the lifted leg towards the back of the room. The heel's coming towards your bum. Uh-huh. Big breath. Lots of breathing, oxygenating the whole system. Mm. One more breath. Oh, maybe two more breaths. Someone told me they never believe a yoga teacher when she says one more breath. One more breath, one more breath. Okay, let's release the leg, and you'll just roll over onto your other side. Mm. Okay, so knees come forward. Kind of fetalish, and you've got your right arm as a pillow or a pillow as a pillow. And then you pick up the top leg, which is the left leg, and pull the heel towards your bum and reach your knee towards the back of the room. Uh huh. And then just stretch. Just take a moment and let your body receive the stretch. Those big muscles on the front of the left thigh, these muscles help us walk. Anybody walk much, right? Like we're always. On our legs, these big muscles help us climb stairs and hills. Really, quite wonderful muscles. Lots of breathing. Mm -hmm. One more breath. Okay. Let's release, and you'll just roll um, onto your back for a moment. Just keep your head towards the front of the room. And then you'll open your knees, bottoms of the feet will touch. Open the knees, bottoms of the feet touch, yeah. Mm. Let's see, you need a pillow for your head. Yeah, get it right there. And then the bottoms of the feet touching, not each other. Bottoms of the feet touch each other. Yeah. Ah, how's the floor? Yeah?
this special sound. Let the bat, let the, let's see, let the belly receive the movements of the breath. And then let's take the arms on the floor with the elbows bent up above your head. So back of the hands on the floor up above your head. Yeah. There's there's pillows in the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So back of the hand, Carol, not bottom of the hand. Yeah. And let the elbows kind of relax towards the floor. Might get a chest stretch, some of you, a shoulder stretch, some of you. I know this would stretch me. Just let the arms rest up there. Uh-huh. Do you want support under that leg? Yeah. I think under both legs, right? Yeah. I was imagining still like that. Can this leg go I like that? Do it. It just pressure on the back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is okay. Is it, do you want it even good. higher? No, that's good. Okay. One more breath. Okay, let's bring the arms back down by your sides. You can use your hands to pull the knees together. And you're going to roll to the side so you can turn around and see what I'm going to ask you to do next. You'll have to roll to your side and and turn around a bit. We're going to take the block and the round cushion. Um, and the round cushion is going to come under your chest, not under your lower back. You know, there's a difference between the lower back and the chest. So the round one's under the chest, and the um, block will be under your skull. And some of you will need to fine-tune this. You can make um, the block lower, or I don't know, we'll see. So it's under your chest. And the legs can be extended, and the other one's under the head, and the arms are out to the sides. This elevated chest. Now I'm going to come around the room, and um, please let me know if you are uncomfortable, because sometimes a fine-tuning of the cushion or the block can make a big difference. So for you,
Some of you might feel inclined. This is an optional option. I know that's a redundant thing to say, but to emphasize the optionality of the option. So some of you might like to turn what's under your head one lower or even take it away. But you'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's it. And some of you will keep your arms just where they are. If you've taken the block one lower or even out from under the head, you could take your arms up above your head, away from your feet. And all of these, you refrain from strain. Uh-huh. Good. Uh-oh. I lost your block. I want it to go back up where it was. Come back. Yeah. Do your arms go back? Let's see. You can always say no to me. You'll practice saying no for that very reason. Big breath wherever you are. Okay. If your arms are up above your head, bring them back down by your sides. And then if this hadn't happened already, bend your knees one at a time and place your feet on the floor. And um, you're going to somehow come off of the cushion in the block. I think most of you will roll to your side, move the stuff that's under you, and come back onto your back. Hmm. Yeah? Okay. That might be easier said than done. Okay. Hmm. Your neck okay? A little crick here. So um, next, pull your knees into your chest. something for it. Take a big breath. And then you'll take your knees over to the right side for a twist. Um, Come back down and see what you think. Okay. Except for that, I, (laughs) I almost attach myself to your pose. Okay, so the arms will be out to the sides. Let's let your let go of your legs. You can put this under your knees and your arms come out. Yeah. Good. Turn your head to the left. Uh-huh. Relax your toes. If your knees are uncomfortable going, you can put something between your knees or under your knees. If it's hard on your back. Yeah. Relax your feet. Even the tips of the toes. And then take a big breath. Okay. And then let's bring the legs up and over to the other side. I left it without a pillow and I shouldn't have. Okay. And the head turns to the right. 
You relax your hands, your wrists, your fingertips, your tongue, your jaw. The breath is silky. Okay, let's come back to the center. You have a choice, another choice point here. You can sit up for your meditation or you can do your meditation reclining today. Let your body lead. Some of you will want to stay reclining and some of you would prefer to sit up. If you're sitting up a chair, you can sit in a chair. Chair can be really helpful.
So remembering that the practice is um, from a place of compassion. That you are practicing meditation for your health and well-being. So the attitude is accepting. Let your face relax. Let your shoulders relax. Have a sense of your posture. Let the mind rest in the body. The body cradles the mind. Chest and belly are soft. The mind is accepting.
If you're feeling sleepy, notice your inhale. If your mind is busy or if you're feeling anxious, notice your exhale. So choose. And then begin to notice the feeling of that half of the breath each time. It's not personal.
just, just here, just this moment.
the mind rests. Mind is accepting.
the last little bit. Include everything in the meditation. Your body and your breath. And the sounds and your thoughts and the space and the smell. a poem for you. This is a funny place to put a poem in the class, but I'm going to do it. It's by David White, called The Journey. Above the mountains, the geese turn into the light again, painting their black silhouettes on an open sky. Sometimes everything has to be inscribed across the heavens so that you can find the one line already written inside you. Sometimes it takes a great sky to find that first bright and indescribable wedge of freedom in your own heart. Sometimes with the bones of the black sticks left when the fire has gone out, someone has written something new in the ashes of your life. You are not leaving, even as the light fades quickly now, you are arriving. So, We're going to um, change the room up so you can fold or roll up your mat. I suppose that's what we do with the mats. We roll them. If you want to stay on the floor, we're going to make a little semicircle coming across the rug here in front on your cushions. If you want to sit in a chair, we'll make a little semicircle just behind the rug. You can put your stuff away and shift the room.
While we're waiting for everybody to get settled, I have a question. How did the instruction to let your mind rest in your body or let your body cradle your mind, how did that work? How did you make sense of it or it didn't work at all? I'm just curious how that landed. I liked it a lot. How, I forgot about it. Yeah, we, well, we forget about it, yeah. I sort of pictured like a bowl shaped like this. Uh-huh. As my body. Ah, resting <laughs> down in there. Yeah. All right. Did it help anybody else or didn't land, didn't make sense? Or Yeah, Kelly. Oh, it did it. <laughs> May it be so. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, the, with the door open, that was nice. That's a little bit like that instruction at the end to include everything in the meditation. Because sometimes I feel like we're so busy focusing the mind, like it can be very narrow. And so there's different ways to meditate. So sometimes it's nice to open up a little bit. There's sound and I was smelling the fresh air. It's nice. Yeah. All right. Any other comments or questions about meditation? I, I feel like it's a private thing to talk about. I mean, right? Like this private thing. Any other comments? Any brave souls? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of had that experience with this way before. Uh, Intermittently, you know? Right. Asked, and it all just seemed... Yeah. Yeah. I have two things... One. Yeah, I have two things to say about that. One is... I don't know. I think you were here a few weeks ago where I started talking about mindfulness internally and externally. So that one of the instructions that gets repeated a lot in the actual... Buddha's instructions, the sutta that gives the Buddha's instructions for mindfulness is to be mindful internal and external. And so it sounds like that's what you were doing with the breeze, right? Like what's going on around you and what's going on, right? And then the other thing I have to say is um, the Buddha had awakening outside under a tree. And then the story, like the story, the scripture I read last week was another story where the Buddha and his monks were outside hanging out. There was a monastery. They could have been in the monastery, but they were outside. So, and then just that little, like that thing about feeling one and feeling held. It's not just held in the body, but held at the environment. Yeah, nature is, for those of us that resonate with nature, it's awesome. Not everybody does, right? It's not like a safe feeling place for everybody, but. For those of us that it can be a resource. It's a nice word for it, right? Resource. Yeah. Anybody else with meditation? Mm-hmm. Going once? Okay. So um, we share names in the style of call and response. It goes like this. Ashley. Right. You take it. Juliana. Juliana. Terry. Terry. Christina. Christina. Susie. Jesse.
be Mark. Joe. Maya. Bonnie. Jay. Kelly. Bonna. Carol. Molly. Juan. Jessica. Zoli. Tony. Kyle. Welcome. Okay, so our talk, our topic today is wisdom. Um, I've been loosely going through a list of 10 qualities called the Parmes. And the Parmes are 10 qualities that are said to support you in daily life. And I thought, let's, let's talk about and discover and investigate qualities that support us in daily life. Because daily life can be challenging. I say that as a question, yes, right? Daily life can be challenging. Traffic jams and work and laundry. (laughs) Um, And friends and family. So wisdom. Wisdom, and also translated as discernment. Wisdom, discernment. How that can be a strength to support you in life. So at the beginning of class, I asked, and Juan said, uh, remember gratitude? I think you said something like that, right? The grateful heart. That could be a wisdom that can support you in life. Or <clears throat> someone said breathe. I think one of you over there said breathe. <clears throat> a few weeks ago, I started asking everybody what they learned in yoga class that helps them in regular life. I like this. I, I really want to know, like, what supports you? Like, you can come to a spiritual place, and it can be a refuge. Like, Spirit Rock can be a refuge for you. But what can you take with you? What, what wisdom and discernment can you take with you? And so remembering to breathe, apparently, is something that um, many of us need to learn in regular life. Actually, it can be really helpful. Wisdom and discernment. So these 10 qualities are said to um, support us in daily life and that they can be cultivated. So if you don't feel like a wise person, never fear. This can be cultivated. And um, generally, it's talked about that mindfulness, the quality of being present, mindfulness, can help us cultivate uh, wisdom. It's like one of the conditions. If I want to grow a tomato, I need some um, water and sunshine. So those conditions are necessary for uh, the tomato to bear fruit. And so for you to bear the fruit of wisdom, mindfulness, or this quality of being present can really support you. If someone has fallen down next to me, I can't help them if I don't notice that they've fallen down or if I've fallen down, whether I mean literally or psychologically. Like we, we need to be present to what's happening so that we can respond with wisdom and discernment. I like this word discernment, right? Like what leads to skillful outcomes and what leads to unskillful? Like what is skillful? And to me, that's, uh, it takes the, the pressure off the good and bad. I have to be good or perform a certain way. But really, the discernment, what's skillful and what's unskillful. So 
One of the things I've been talking about, I didn't talk about in class this morning, but I have been talking about in all my yoga classes this week, is skillful self-talk. Like, what's skillful self-talk for you? And what's unskillful self-talk? So here's the thing. You need to know that you even have self-talk to even begin to parse out that there's skillful and unskillful self-talk. I needed to notice that sometimes my mood would be so horrible and I didn't understand why. And it was because I was having unskillful self-talk. So before I can even parse out skillful, unskillful, like presence to really know what's happening. And that's why we practice meditation. Like we sit down and we get to observe this human condition, right? We sit down and meditate. Half an hour just happened and probably so much happened, right? There's some peacefulness, some sleepiness, some grumpiness, some irritation. Irritation. Um, you had some memories. You had some planning, right? Right. Like in just half an hour, and so we can sit down and begin to see what happens, and we can sit down and begin to ski, see uh, what leads, what leads to wholesome, skillful outcomes, what leads to where we want to go, and what leads away from that. Because if we're not present, we might accidentally start doing things or not know what's happening and we're actually moving the way we don't want to be moving. There's a wonderful Zen poem. Let's see if I can remember it. It's by Ryokan. And he said, Buddha is your mind and the way goes nowhere. Why point your cart north when you want to go south? So it might have been, why point your cart south when you want to go north? I can't remember which it was from my memory, the point. But at any rate, right? So what are your um, values? What are your aspirations? And then uh, is your behavior skillful? Is it supporting that? So what are your values and aspirations? What do you want to cultivate in this life? Uh, Wisdom, (laughs) compassion, intimacy, connection. Right, Whatever those values, creativity, joy. I mean, there's so many things that this human life can be. And so are you pointing your cart north or south? Are you pointing your cart? There's some discernment there that can support you in life. Okay, let's go to actually what I planned to tell you. <laughs> um, let's see. So this quality of wisdom, it's, um, it's a discriminative faculty. It operates through discernment or clarity. It's not a learned store of knowledge. So I can look on my phone. It's over there. It's, our phones are never far. And it can tell us, you know, so many things. It can tell us so many things. But it's not actually wisdom or discernment. It's not a quality of stored knowledge. It's actually our own capacity to discern, our own clarity. Um, it's rather than thinking about what we should be or who others should be or what should happen, instead we're looking at our direct experience and seeing and discerning. Like we all have this quality to be able to discern and see. What leads to ease and freedom? And what leads to suffering? And you can know this directly for yourself. Like, right? You touch something hot, you know. You don't have to look it up on the internet if you should take your hand off the stove. Right? It's just this innate, in us discernment. So wisdom helps us see choices that we might not see. Wisdom, our discernment, helps us see choices that we might not always see. If we're in reactive mind... 
Are you familiar with that sort of habit-reactive mind? Or sometimes if we're in autopilot minds, just kind of going along, this is the way I do things, this is the way things are done, this is what I do every day, this is the way I drive to wherever I'm driving. Kind of like not actually present, just automatic pilot, let alone reactivity, that can happen too. But when we're not present, we can't see the choices, and so presence helps us see choices that we might not see otherwise. Um, wisdom itself can be a pillar or a support or a buttress. Now, I don't know much about um, architecture, so, but right, like you could think of what's supporting this great ceiling could be uh, like that. Wisdom can be like that for us. It helps us see our choices. And really, actually, every decision you make requires some wisdom. Now, whether you use it or not, <laughs> Right? But every decision, we have this opportunity to develop discernment. Um, and it's really pointing us so we can see what leads to freedom and what leads um, to suffering. Is this leading to suffering? Is this leading to freedom? Our wisdom can sense um, balance and wholeness. And also, it can see cause and effect. So we can see, oh, yeah. Every time I do this thing, uh, bad results happen. So then you can begin to see cause and effect and look towards what is for the, your long-term welfare and for the welfare of others. Every time I eat too much chocolate, I get a migraine the next day. <laughs> so I can begin to see what's leading towards Freedom or less suffering and what's leading to health. And long-term, long-term. Because in the moment, well, the chocolate seems like the best idea in the moment, but actually beginning to see. And then, um, I don't know if you've noticed when you dislike something or you dislike a person. Let's use a person as an example. When you dislike a person, the mind sees only what you dislike. Have you noticed this? It, like, becomes super magnified. And that's not actually the reality, because every person is a whole conglomeration of traits, both positive and negative. But when the mind's like seeing only like what you dislike, the mind's stuck and can't actually see. There's the, we lose the discernment there. And then the same thing can happen when you like someone, and you only see the positive, right? And then we forget to see that all of us are a whole range, and we can get into trouble so when I first started dating my sweetie, I had a little post-it note on my wall at home. It was like to remind me to see, like, to see him for who he truly was, not who I wished he was, right? Right? But who he truly was. So I wouldn't get both of us into trouble. If I, had, if I made him in my mind into something that my idea of him, how can you love someone? You're loving their idea of them, but actually to be able to love him, right? So like seeing the whole range of people. Um, we're just moving along. So really, um, your highest intention in any situation in life, in any situation, we can always turn towards what are your highest intentions and what are your actions that help support that? We can always set our intention and our compass towards that. So you could say like, uh, our wisdom is an, uh, our aspiration, right? Uh, so the broader sense of it, what is your aspiration? Let that set your compass. 
So you can always pause. You're at work and there's something heated happening. You can always pause, take a breath. Oh, that's why the yoga breathing thing is important. You can always pause, take a breath. What are your highest intentions? And what's skillful and what unskillful? What is your highest intention in any moment, in any situation? You've got the kids in the car, somebody's screaming, and you're late, right? What is your intention there? What is your highest? We can always pause. It's such a great practice to pause and breathe. Um, It gives us more choice. Our capacity to have discernment in present gives us more choice. Okay, so there's three stages to the development of wisdom. The first is um, the learning aspect, the study aspect. So you listen to a Dharma talk, or you read a book, or you uh, meditate and you remember what your wisdom is, your aspirations are. Or you talk to a good friend who can help you remember or... um, You read the suttas, like last week I told the sutta, you read a sutta. There are so many ways, this sort of learning aspect, where um, we're studying or learning. This is considered the first level of, uh, you can't practice dharma if you haven't heard about it. You can't understand that there are choices if you haven't learned about it. And then the second aspect of um, wisdom is the reflective quality of it. So you begin to reflect and make sense. So she said today in the Dharma talk that um, discernment and that I can make choices in any moment, even when the kids are screaming and I'm late and there's a traffic jam. Is that actually true? Is there a choice there? So this is the part where we start to uh, reflect and wrestle with the teachings ourselves and see uh, this works, this doesn't work. So you're not just taking what I've said or what the Buddha said or what anybody said actually at face value, but you're um, seeing, you're applying it for yourself um, in life, in daily life, not just here at this very beautiful center where people are generally pretty nice and peaceful, but out in the world. You you begin to reflect and see, and you apply. And then the third stage is this realization. I like to think of this as embodiment. So it's that embodiment of wisdom where you don't have to reflect. You just understand what's skillful and unskillful. And it's not an idea in your mind. So to be clear... We're talking about moving away from our ideas about what should and shouldn't happen. It's just natural. So there's a really common metaphor, a teaching metaphor, like if you touch something hot, you take the hand off right away, right? Like that's wisdom in action. You don't have to read about it or think about it, reflect on it. You just know this is going to cause suffering. You take the hand away. And so in the same way in our hearts and minds, when we really know that this action is going to cause suffering, then the mind just drops it. We don't have to force ourselves. Sometimes we need to give ourselves the wisdom. We need to do that first aspect and read about it or go to a Dharma talk. But this third aspect is the, the heart just knows. It just lets go. It just understands that that's, that will lead to greater freedom, greater ease, greater intimacy, greater wisdom and compassion. And so it's this third aspect where we really begin to live 
right? Live our wisdom. And um, I don't mean to imply like we're all going to get to this place with this practice where you're 100% all the time living your wisdom. I mean, that might happen, but we're human, right? And so it's a practice, but not a, not a perfect, but it's a practice. So we do what we need to do to support ourselves, what's skillful to support ourselves so that the cultivation of wisdom can unfold in us, in you, in a way that supports you in your life when things are difficult, from the little, little teeny sufferings of the traffic jam to the big sufferings of um, disaster, your house burns down or you lose someone you love, right? So um, finding your way through all of it so that the wisdom can support you. So we move from study to reflection to embodiment, right? These three stages. And then there are some places where all of us are have easy access to wisdom, right? Like there's some places for all of us where it's, it comes pretty easy and we understand. And there are other places, other circumstances where we need more support, yeah? Um, so that's a question for you. I thought we would do dyads or triads. Let's do triads. Uh-oh. So many papers. Okay, so the question is, under what circumstances do you have access to wisdom? So when is it easy for you? What do you think about for me? When is it easy for me? That's maybe a hard question. Mm-mm. All right, we'll see what happens. All right, so um, under what circumstances do you have access to wisdom? Right? And what circumstances are more challenging? So we're going to start with the question of what circumstances are more challenging, because I think one that's an easier question in some ways for us, like, I don't know, like it's easier to reflect on our shortcomings. And then also it's better to end with a positive question too, to end with a better feeling about ourselves. Um, So we're going to get into groups of three. Let me explain the whole thing. Don't panic. Are you panicking? Okay, feel, panic is like this. <laughs> the heart beats. That's what happens to me when I get a little panicky, like my heart starts beating a little faster. Okay, so um, we're going to get into groups of three, and um, we're just going to have a little discussion around this topic. The first one is, when is wisdom difficult? And the second one is, when is wisdom, what circumstances allow for your wisdom? Okay? Um, it's confidential. Can we agree with this? Confidential? Got a big yes from everybody? And if somebody says something and you want to talk to them further about it after the class is over, please ask their permission. Don't just assume they want to talk about it. Don't just assume what they said is still true. Because sometimes we say things and then later we think about it and we learn a little bit more. So this is like a practice holding ground for each other. And I do consider this as um, just like the meditation part of our practice, which is a practice learning to listen to each other and then um, also learning to respect boundaries. So if someone doesn't want to talk about what they said earlier, that's fine. Okay? So ask. So confidential, and don't assume you can talk about it later. I think those are good ground rules. Um, Let's get into groups of three. So I think, like, the three, you can stay. I think there's a bunch of couples. You can stay in couples or not. (laughs) It's fine. If there's an odd person, we might end up with a group of four. 
Okay. Okay. Um, let's see, do you want to switch? Joe, will you switch with him? Yeah. Does that work? Because I think there's three of you. Okay. You go down there. Yeah. I think Vana and Carol, you can, you can do it in a two. I think you two can do it in a two. Yeah. Okay, so get each other's names. Did you get each other's names yet? You got each other's names? Okay. Okay, so the questions are, when is wisdom difficult? What circumstances is wisdom difficult? And here's the thing. If you have something that's really, like, um, tender and you don't want to share it, you don't have to share your deepest, darkest anything right now. So you can use discernment. Right? You can practice discernment. This is so many practice opportunities. You have to pay extra, I think. So you can use discernment about what you share or don't share. And then those of you that aren't sharing, you're just practicing listening, um, listening meditation. So actually listening with your heart, I think. Um, so the questions are, what circumstances is um, discernment easy? And when is um, discernment difficult? Start with the difficult one, even though I just said it in the wrong. And we don't have a lot of time. So it's going to be maybe more like an informal. Normally I have you like one person at a time. But let's just share. And and we we don't have a ton of time. So just like informally share. And I'll give a little bit of warning um, right before we finish to make sure there's nobody was left out. Okay? Okay. On your marks, you can just start.
So there's just a couple minutes left. So thank your group. Yeah? And let's turn back to the circle. Did you learn anything? Were there any learnings or um, insights or any comments or questions? Yeah, can, can, uh, what? I know, it's too short. I try and, I try and like, anyway, can we pass the mic over to Kelly? Maybe you'll have to ask your group after if they want to talk about it still. <laughs> Just a quick comment. I, I found it interesting that all three of us shared um, the same um, situation that causes us to act without discernment, and, and that's fear. Ah. Uh, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. And then what did George, George isn't even here but anymore. But what he said at the um, beginning of class, like it's not personal. So when we're in fear, like it's our fear, of course, but it's also the human condition of fear and what happens when we are in fear to all of us. And in that sense, it's not personal in that sense, right? We can see that connection, that human connection. Yeah, thank you. Anybody else? Hmm. Hmm. The mic. You have to use the mic. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Re- I, I. Sometimes they press the record button. Sometimes they don't. I'm not even totally sure what I'm going to say, but I just. Um, I don't know. I was sort of note. I was just sort of noticing how quickly the answers to the question came to me. Ah, Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and and that was interesting. And then, but then of course there was this other voice because you said don't assume that anyone is going to feel the same way later. Right. And so as my group was talking, I was kind of like, wait, are those the right answers? You know, oh. which I guess is a kind of like a kind of discernment question in and of itself. Right. 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 You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes things are true for a while, and then sometimes they change. And to give ourselves and our loved ones space to change what's true can be really freeing. Yeah. Anybody else? Okay. Yeah, a beast got one. We're not discerning, you know, we would just be fumbling through life. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think there's a way where you can hear this talk and feel like, I think we can think, oh, I don't have any of that. But actually, all of us do. You are here in this room. Like, you showed up that there's some sort of idea in your mind. There's some sort of discernment about what you need to support yourself to make it through. And I mean, I think this is a really great point, B, that like we all have actually a lot of discernment. And that discernment or wisdom is inherent to each of us. Like it gets blocked. We get fearful. I mean, for me, what blocks it also, like if I really want something to happen, like I really want, like then that can block it too. Like we get blocked. Our discernment gets blocked. But in general, it's a quality that everybody's got. It's kind of amazing, this kind of discern our way through. Yeah. Okay, well, that's our time anyway. I think that's a good thing to end, a good way to end this idea that we all have discernment. Um, So announcements, if you haven't paid yet, there's a basket in the chair at the back. If you can make sure you pay on your way out, I would appreciate that, and Spirit Rock would too. Um, Next week, we're going to be meeting upstairs. There's um, enough space. The class is not as big as a couple years ago when some of you were here and we were trying to squish in up there. I think we'll be fine Um, So next week, do come, but know that we're going to be upstairs. There's going to be a lot of people here for a day long. um, So come anyway, and I'll do some yoga with you. Or come to the day long. That would be fun, too. Um, And then if you could help us put away the cushions and chairs. Of course, if you have to leave or your back is troubling you and you can't carry a chair, don't. But otherwise, if you have the capacity, you could help us put away the chairs and the cushions. Anything else, Bana? Did I forget anything? 
Okay, so we'll take an official close to step out of the class. You'll take a big breath. So may you be safe and protected and may you be healthy, as healthy as possible. And may you know the, the great sense of ease and freedom that comes with discernment, this power of wisdom. May the power of wisdom support you in your life. Let's take the hands palms out, palms up. If there are any blessings from this class, any merit arising, any wholesomeness, any goodness, let's offer it out. Let's dedicate it out into the world to anybody that's suffering this morning, anybody that's ill or injured. Bring the hands to touch. May all beings everywhere know peace and the causes of peace. Thank you. Thank you. It was nice to see you come again. Welcome to the new people. Come again. Um, Yeah, see you next week. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.